Welcome to Seat Time, everybody, the online show for the off-road enthusiast. I'm Brian Pierce, your host for this fine evening and your purveyor of awesome. Our guest is Mr. Jeffrey Fryer, and he's been helping me with nutrition and strength training. I thought with the Zinc Ranch National Enduro coming up, he'd be a great guest to have to help us dive into some thoughts on race day nutrition. Don't forget that myself and Papa Pierce will be at the Zinc Ranch National Enduro, so we'd love you to stop by, say hi, and make sure you grab a few stickers. If you'd like to support Seat Time, please consider becoming a patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash seat time. You can consider buying a t-shirt from us at fpmg.threadless.com or using the affiliate links on seattime.co slash support. All right, so now we're here with Mr. Jeffrey Fryer. We have to ask, how is your evening going, kind sir? Ooh, it's cold. Cold, cold. and rainy here. Cold yeah, and rainy. Where is here? Tell everybody where you are, because you're, you're going to make everybody jealous. Colorado Springs. Oh, Colorado Springs. Ooh. I know, right? We all like that's that's the epicness for us dirt bike riders, just to get our butts to Colorado, and you get to live there. Exactly, exactly, right? Um, I would be looking out at the at the Pigeon Peak right now, but it's covered in. A uh, massive fog that's been here since since Saturday. So, Boo. everyone everyone here is pissed. Like, if you go with if you go without our nor- normal three hundred sunny days, people get pissy really really fast. <laughs> it's, so. it's the opposite of Seattle. Like everyone everyone exactly, gets, right? gets really pissy when they don't have three hundred days of overcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, gross. yeah. I so, for those of you who guys don't know, this is Mr. Jeffrey Fryer. He's somebody that's been helping me a lot with nutrition, and uh, we actually met back uh, back in May when I went to the O Rock uh, Enduro, but not a mountain, not a dirt bike Enduro, but a mountain bike Enduro. And he had come over with uh, an actually an old friend of mine, Austin, strangely enough, from Colorado to this event, and that's where we met. And strangely, we just started talking about different things, right? We're all into the same kind of stuff, being badasses on two wheels. And uh, through that came his desire, love, and ability to discuss nutrition. And so myself and him, you know, Jeffrey and I started these these nutrition discussions just because I had a lot of questions and he was very forward with answering them. And then it kind of it morphed, right, into kind of a program-ish, Right, um, but to kind of, I want to. What's interesting is that we met at an enduro, and it's a mountain bike enduro. So I want to, from your mouth, I want to hear what you explain an enduro as. So for those listening who have never heard of this mountain bike enduro, can get an idea of what it is, and then we can talk about the similarities and differences. So it kind of over the years is kind of uh, kind of morphed right so um i think the first year they had super d uh in u.s nationals was 2009 i believe um and that was more just a very very long xc trail downhill or like more downhill than actual uphill but still had very much more more up like up uphill in it and then over the years it's kind of morphed into this thing of um Usually, if it's in one day, usually, you know, four to six timed runs that are mostly down downhill, and that kind of 
you know, where you, where you are kind of, uh, chooses that as uh, well, but the, you're only timed on those actual runs and then you have X time to get to the next stage, which involves riding 30, 40 minutes, hour, two hours, however long it takes to get you up there to the next one. So usually you ride, ride down, ride back up, ride over and across to the next stage. Yeah. So, and what's um, crazy is, is how close that. that is to what we do, right? Like what the, yeah. the National Enduro has changed into because it, it, it is that. You know, we have uh, on a, the National Enduros, the C classes do four tests. Um, the B classes and women's classes do five. And then the A and pro classes do uh, six tests. Now, the transitions can kind of change a little bit because sometimes you do have maybe – you know, four or five, six miles to get to the next start of the test. It just depends on how much property is out there. But then, excuse me, there are also times when you're going to end a test and go around the next turn, and then that's where the start of the next test is. And the biggest difference for you know, mountain biking and dirt biking is that on mountain biking, we have to kind of like get back up to the next hill, where on a dirt bike, the uphill can be essentially part of the challenge, right, because of the technicality of it. Now, the uphill right. on the mountain bike side could be, part of the challenge as well it's just it's probably one of those 70 30 kind of things where 70 to 75 percent of the time they're going to choose to have it be flat ish to a descent and then for you know us being the dirt bikers it could start anywhere and that's just part of the challenge as well but you guys still have to go back uphill to go down right so it's not that you guys get worn out in the transitions much more than we do typically um but uh, you know on the whole if you will Typically, like we're getting our asses hand to us either way, <laughs> right? Right, and then too, um, most most races won't have any up uphill in the actual actual the time test. part because uh, many many riders would revolt and throw beer cans and <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so so yeah. Uh, that's kind of where it's, it gets really, really fun when you have different types of actual, actual mountain bike, mountain bike riders, right? Like, yeah. um, you don't have any one type. It kind of can go, uh, run the full range. So that's what I liked about doing it. When I went to the OROC Enduro, that was unfortunately the first one that I'd ever been able to make it to besides I like going, one, like, I was going back to actually in like 14. Yeah, oh, how really? nuts is that? Like 2014, I went to Revelry Peak Ranch and did one. The team trail party guys, that was like one of their yeah. first first or second event that they ever put on, and I was lucky enough to make that. And it was a ton of fun, and I loved it. Uh, it just never worked out, right? I was either having surgery, healing from surgery, or, you know, trying to ride the dirt bike or do family crap. Like, you know, life in one, general. That's one of the best kits in the entire world. I will say that right now. What's that? Team. Team trail. Team trail party? Party. Their 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 kits are the shit. Like best they brought the eighties straight world. up back into mountain biking. That is for damn sure. Oh, totally, totally, man. I was thinking of this. For anybody that's listening that's kind of like, what is this mountain biking enduro thing that they're talking about in the OROC? Uh, if you were to go to the Seat Time YouTube channel, I actually did put together probably like a fifth, five to six minute recap video from that event. So if you're if you're if your interest is peaked at all, uh, go check that out and you actually get to see uh, Jeffrey jump over a log. In the video, over a log, trying to hit you because I saw you at the very last minute. I was like, "Oh yeah," but I was also tired, so I was like, "Yeah, it's fine." 
It's like, uh, let's see if I can tire scrub this guy's face. Cool. Oh, yeah. So, But not the camera. Not the, yeah, please make sure the uh, expensive equipment is safe and sound. So we spent a lot of time chit-chatting at this event, and it was just a lot of fun to have the same mentality as all these guys, right? Because we're doing this literally almost the exact same event, just on different types of machines. And so a lot of people, which I would include Jeff in this, that we had just an instant connection. So it was very easy to conversate with all of these people. So... After the fact, Jeff and I stayed in touch, and and as you guys know, I did have ankle surgery back in January, and so those were some of the things that him and I started discussing, but what it was is I was like, you know, and I don't even know how we really got on the subject. It may have been because of him talking about his conditioning, but I was like... I'm just 10 pounds heavier than what I want to be. Like, I, I'm, I'm having trouble getting back below 190. I really kind of want to, like, hit that 180, 185, but, like, consistently 180, 185, not fluctuate all over the place. And he's like, well, I, I can help you with that. I was like, oh, really? I was like, you can. And I was like, yeah, yeah, so that's easy enough. So that was then, like, where, you know, you are kind of, like, you could say our, our text friendship, our manship uh, turned into something a little manship. bit more. Yeah, our manship turned into something a little bit more where you started to really kind of – you know, uh, give me some tutelage, if you will. Right, right. Um, and then, too, so so tell them why you wanted to get back down to 180, 185, like get back to that that range. I think for me, okay, if I – let's see if I can remember this correctly because the big thing is is that I was like at that – I wanted to be in that 185, 180 to 185 fluctuation because you fluctuate every day. And this is something that I've learned and I'm sure we'll get into it. But the reason was is because – I wanted to lose that weight so then I could work on getting stronger again, but I didn't want to get strong. I wanted to, to work on getting stronger so that I could essentially manhandle the motorcycle better because of the fact that there are those times where I get on the motorcycle and I have issues because either A, I haven't been on it that much, or B, I'm kind of weak because I don't get to ride or train as much as I would like to. And so I wanted to have just a little bit more you know, muscle, right. To be able to manhandle the bike around. How close is that? So more, so more so I think you're trying to say you actually feel better at 180, 180, 185. Right. So you, you feel more quote unquote, ass athletic, right. Um, that's kind of more what we're like, because like you can be 300 pounds and be strong as hell too, right? Um, but for what you're trying to do, that's where you feel that's where you feel you perform the best, correct? I would agree. Okay, yeah, there, there we go. I like it. I like it. So that got us to the point where we got into that 185, what, 180, 185, like the lowest I got, and it was 181. But now that we've been kind of like maintaining, if you will. On that part of things, I've, I've flucked, you know, and I weigh myself every morning. Yes, I'm that guy. Um, then we kind of started working on the strength conditioning side of things and, and how to how to learn how to eat. What's the way you put it? You you said it, I think it's like, to, it's like how to time your meals correctly around things. Meal timing so that um, we can kind of still fully per like form and we can cover day to day, session to session. But then when we look at body at body comp goals, um, that like that part comes first. And so that helps us um, kind of more uh, pri- like pri- prioritize eating for maximal performance and recovery. 
Okay, so your your main interest in what I was then telling you was, Brian, where do you want to be? And let's get you there, and then let's get you performing better at that at what you think is your peak placement and in placement. Yeah, and so late. like it's 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 kind of a thing of like kind of how those two meet, right? Um, of you're going you're we're trying to get you to this one this one place, say one eighty eighty five, but also get you there while still performing and and able to train well on your way down to there hmm. okay no that totally makes sense so everybody might be like i don't know where they're going with all of this so right right yeah it's like the thing is is, is we didn't really think that you know the the zinc national the Zinc Ranch National Enduro coming up was a goal, right? We were just kind of like, okay, cool, let's do this, all this. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, that's really where this is headed. I'm kind of like, if you will, quote unquote, set into set to peak around that event. So it's going to be a great test to kind of see what we've been doing. But in that, I started asking Jeffrey a lot of questions about this. I'm like, well, meal timing, like, oh my gosh, so you got to do this and this time frame and this and this time frame before you work out, after you work out, while you're working out, all this kinds of stuff. And then I go, well, working out doesn't just mean training, right? Working out actually means performing at the sport that you're training for. And then I go, well, crap, I don't know how to, not, you've given me all this knowledge on how to <laughs> train, Right, but I don't have I, I don't I feel kind of still a little lost when it comes to how to turn that into a full five to six hours on the bike, right? Racing these fifteen to thirty minute test sections, depending on either A, how short or long it is, or B, how slow or fast I'm going. And then we get that ten to twenty minute rest between tests, sometimes a tad bit longer, either due to the transition that we have to ride or you know, a, like a gas stop, which is a little bit longer, right? So we've talked about right. that. I want riders by the end of this to have a better idea how they could be treating their bodies to perform better on day of. And then hopefully by the end of it, we could do a little bit of pre-stuff as well and a little bit of post because the way you treat your body and what you put into it and how before and after is better for performance day of. And then I would imagine as well for recovery. What questions should I ask or should I (laughs) allow you to have high level Um, discussion and then we just dive in? I think it's more, I think we, we look at, um, rather than trying to start at ground, look at like where you need, and you being whoever listens to this, right? Um, where you need the most help, right? Um, do you have trouble eating before? Do you have trouble eating while you're actually freaking out there? Do you take the right foods with you? Like, um, and you have to like look at what you do and say, "Hey, I'm really good at this, but I suck at this." Right? Right. Uh, I don't drink enough. I drink beer in the middle of it, um, and then for some reason I, I don't ride ride well, or I ride better. Right? Um, or I drink too much when we get to the race the night before, and then day of I crash. You know, test number three because I you know, um, my, I freaking pee, you know, mountain like dew because, uh, <laughs> right. Um, uh, yep. dehydration. Right? <laughs> it's a thing. Right? Uh, it's, it's a huge. thing. And that is like a mass and it's, it's, I think more so for, for, you know, you know, mountain bike side of things. Um, but I think, 
is as equal for y'all um, that just to go into the race a, a ahead and not already behind because yeah. it's a long, long day, right? Um, and you want everything to function correctly. Um, and having, you know, water levels off will definitely make you not function correctly. Right. Um, so and then everything else goes off. The well, let's make water. the assumption that I would say anybody that listens to this and is going to get anything out of it probably has at least two to three beers the night of. And that's right. probably on the low side, and that's okay. You know, but the whole the whole goal is that they're getting some water in and they're they're realizing to that point that they need to be hydrated to a degree. Yes, there's water and beer, but it's also a diuretic and whatever, whatever, go Google that. Um but so I think like if we were to say what's a good average goal, right? Like let's say let let's try to keep people from bonking, right? Let's so let's so, like we go through like you know, we're going through test one, we're going through test two and three and four. When I get to test five and six, like I'm starting to be very fatigued. But the problem is, is a lot of times that's where the B and the A classes, the tests get harder, right? So we have right. to be able to continue to perform almost, I don't want to say better because that's grammar of, of crap, but we need better. To perform, yeah, we need to perform better in the end. And so, you know, to like, how do we? Is it treating your body right in that earlier part of the day that helps you last longer in the later parts? Or so it's going to be a thing of. Um, so what what time do y'all's stuff normally start? Is it like nine a.m., ten a.m., or okay, even like it's, seven or six? It's kind of like the mountain bikes where everything gets going at a certain time, but then everybody's based off of a certain time after that, right? So at 9 a.m. is when yeah, the yeah. first rows go off, and then right. every minute after that, another five to six riders start. So, you know, if I'm on row 101, my day doesn't start until 10.01, but if I'm on row one, my day starts at 9.01. Right. So I so without getting too much into the whole pre-stuff, pre I want to just mention... Um, Knowing where you are and where you're going to go off will actually help you eat that first uh, that first meal. And then if you need to eat one more meal before you go ride. Um, and so basically from so that'll actually set you set you up for those those first those first few um, help to actually actually wake you up Um and gets you fueled and ready to go for the first half of the day, right? But then as we go along, for like fatigue sets in, and so we need to be able to replace muscle glycogen, right? Okay. So big sugar, word, right? Big word. So um, basically, as we as we work as we work out, exercise. We burn muscle muscle glycogen to make our body move, right? Okay. So we want to help put that back. Got it. As well, we also want to fuel the CNS, which will help stave off fatigue as well. So CNS, we can, we can, central nervous system? Correct. Bam. So, bam. Um, so then basically we look at, uh, you know, the you know test five, six, where you can't really think. Um, and then when you can't think the rest of you doesn't really work, you crash, you come into a nasty, nasty section in the wrong, like wrong gear, bike stalls, you flip backwards, right? Um, any number of, of uh, things. So 
ingesting enough carbohydrate throughout the that first part of the day and between each actual test will help you to replenish muscle glycogen as well as blood sugar to be able to fuel your CNS because that's what it works best off of. Okay. Um, and that's going to have in, if, if you go, if you bonk hard, that's going to be how you come back from it fastest. And that's why you see some people just like chug a Coke at the end of an event or like in the middle of it or something like that, because they're like, they didn't bring something proper, if you will. So they're just chugging a Coke. Right. And then that's going to, that's going to, that's going to help you out the fastest. Right. Um, and some people, so then you look at like, that's kind of a whole nother thing of, um, the type of actual carbs you get into. Um, so if you were to eat, say like rice, right. Or so brown or white rice, like that's really hard to eat when you're out on the like bike. Right. Right. Yes. Um, that, and that could also weigh like weigh you down really, really he- heavy. Yeah. Sit um, in your you stomach and make really, you feel bad. Yeah. 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 And then like, like things you eat or drink after that don't really go uh, down. Stage five, you get, you get, you get, get done, puke. Nobody wants to puke. Nope. Right. So, um, that's where you look into some people eat the complete wrong things, but it gets them through the day. Right. So, um, it's hard to kind of argue with something that, that works for that person. Um, so two, you have to look at like, do you want to change? Right. Um, and are you willing to try stuff beforehand? So that when you go to a race, you know it's going to work. Um, right. Because you don't want to so try you, something new on race weekend. Correct. Because that's, that's the worst. Because then, you know, get up, eat whatever you haven't really, you know, eaten before. Then, you know, bathroom gets off. Start time gets off. Your whole day gets fucked. Right. Um, so, uh, and then, so you kind of want to go into it knowing what, fits you best um if you want to drink four or five cokes cool at some point you're gonna crash really really hard like still so you still need more stuff in you um just because it's gonna ha- it's gonna make your blood blood sugar spike still and it, it'll only last for so long in you um so um that's kind of it's 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 hard to make like a overreaching rec- recommendation, but we kind of want to ingest really easily digestible foods in between each test, so that way we don't get behind. Right. right? And so with each each new start, you can still feel fresh as fresh as you can be for being four or five tests in, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to feel like shit and that's normal, but we can help you feel less like shit, right? right. So, so, yeah. Um, so where does, so carbohydrates obviously then a, a big deal. And so to what he's uh, talking about, about if, you're, if anybody's willing to try new things or anything like that, he actually, Jeff was the one who got me to try some of the Scratch Labs products. And I know I've seen quite a few other mountain bikers and dirt bikers using those. Um, uh, I've had a lot of success with those. So they have chews, which are very, they have a lot of electrolytes and carbohydrates in there. 
Um, and then also, too, they have a, a, a drink, a powder packet, so that you can, and it's easily to put into like a 12-ounce water bottle. Um, so those are options for that kind of stuff. Where does real food come into play and, and the possibility for that <sighs> and or supplements, right? Because in the back of my mind, you know, we're not fueling ourselves with carbs, right, for six hours, right, to your point of like cokes right. and blood spiking and stuff is something that we can't do. Like we, we need other things to, to, to help or maybe for those carbohydrates to be moving with um, or into the muscle glycogen. Right. So if you look at um, this is kind of where it gets into what works for you. Right. Um, so the like getting actual food in, you're still going to want a very high GI. So very high glycemic, like moderate to high rather. Sorry. So sugar, like pure like sugar has a very, very high GI. So how uh, much and GI um, is gonna, glycemic index, glycemic right? That's kind of like, yeah, right. the, the science yeah. thing behind it. Yeah. So how much is going to affect your blood, sh- blood sugar, right? Um, or gly- glycemic load. So basically, um, which is a, a number between one and a hundred, right? So sugar is going to be very close to I think like 85, 90, something like that. Like milk will be more so like thirties. Um, so, uh, like how much it'll make your blood blood sugar spike. Okay. Um, so if we, we like we don't want to drink milk, right? Because um, that's just going to sit on us and it won't digest because of it is a it's a, a lot lower G, lower GI, right? Whereas sugar is going to be digested much much faster. So we want to look at things that are going to sit on us really, really easy. They're going to move in us. Um, so no fiber because that's just going to be bad all around so Um, and then talk a little bit more about the fiber because the fiber not only helps you poop right and you don't want to poop but is it is it also because it's heavy like it like it feels heavy in you slow down digestion so fat okay fiber will also will basically slow down digestion and we Um, want to digest fast to your point because we're trying to get stuff to the muscles while we're in the midst of is that because if we're Correct. digesting yes, yes. slow, that's not happening? Correct. And okay. so in very, very um, layman's terms, like that's basically it's not really replenishing muscle glycogen as fast as we need it to be for what we're doing in that day, which is very high, high stress, high intensity loads mm-hmm. um, and very, uh, you know, bikes weigh a lot and <laughs> – uh, True. <laughs> trying to move, trying to move the bike, as we all do, like that takes it burns all a lot, and so we need um, as much muscle glycogen replenishment as we can to be able to to still do that again and again and again and again and again. Um, so when you when you feel really really weak, uh, when you can't think, like that's kind of one of those things of uh for like fatigue brought on by lessened muscle glycogen interesting um so i thought i was just always a big wuss but you know whatever well that's true but then again, probably part of it <laughs> <laughs> um it's just whoever is less of a big 
octopus right on, on race day right right yeah um, those jerks but uh but so then we we look at like the food right so scratch labs also actually has um a feed zone cookbook which they do um basically they, like they uh they have a lot of stuff that looks at um on the bike eating and things that are easy to eat uh you wrap them up yourself they go down really fast. They still have a lot of carbohydrate in them, but it's not straight up sugar like you get with um, goos and gels and stuff. Um, is, this, is this like some of the, the little the little rice kind of pre-made sandwich things I've seen people yeah, with? Yeah. with the, okay. Yeah, I've seen so, those, but I like didn't know one, what that was. Like, one thing I really like is, the, um, is an apple cinnamon rice cake. Basically, you just make a whole batch of rice, put it out, put cinnamon and apples and some brown sugar in it. Um, and that's going to sit on, that, that's going to help keep you fuller while also, or more full rather, uh, hey, while, fine. while, uh, while still giving you that, that carbohydrate that you need. Um, but it's not going to make you spike like say a Coke would or a actual candy bar or fruit snacks. Um, so stuff like that, um, they've, they've, they've gotten really big in like the ultra, the ultra world, right. Where you do need more, more food, but like more food, like food, food, right. So basically, um, when we look at eating, you, we can try bars, we can try gels and you can kind of mix, mix it up into what you like best. Right. So like one stage, so like, um, the first few, you can still have liquid, uh, like liquid carbs, you know, uh, you know, Scratch Labs, Gatorade, Powerade, whatever works best for for you. And then as the day goes on, more towards like, like you know, two or three hours in, we can then start to have um, some more salt, like more solid food. Um, and, then, and then this is just kind of guide, like guidelines, right? It's like whatever works best for you um, because you might need – more solid food earlier or you might not want solid food at all right um so but that's where you're gonna have bars choose more solid type food rather than liquid um and and what sits best on you so like i have a hard time eating a lot of food while i'm trying to do like stuff so i will eat junk right like i will have cokes i will have shark snacks um, all that stuff. Cause I really, really like that. And that, that makes me feel really good. Um, but I also have to watch out because if the race goes too long, I'm fucked. Um, so right. you kind of have to know what your limit is and say what you've been doing a few days before and say, Hey, I've been eating really bad. I was sick. We drove 12 hours. I probably need some more, some more, some more food or, um, practice day was really, really hard. Cool. I'm going to try to have some more food for today. Cause I know I'm going to probably be down from where I was yesterday and I'm probably not back. So I need to have a little more food in there and eat a little bit more. Right. Um, so that's where you can kind of take your, take your time and, uh, eat a little more solid food. Uh, you know, like, um, one thing, uh, I always just eat jelly sandwiches, right? So, hmm. um, some of that where it's still like a moderate uh moderate gi with a higher g 
GI, but it's still gonna not digest right a like way. So it it'll still go through quickly. So it doesn't have a lot of fat. Doesn't have a lot of fiber in it. Um, so looking at that, like, like that's what I like, right? My wife hates fake stuff. I love it. I will eat it all day long because I'm <laughs> from the south, and but so is so is you know she, like she, but she very much more likes. Um, a lot more than not processed stuff. Um, I could care less. Um, so it's really a person to person thing. Um, and if you want to have jelly snacks, if you want to have rice cakes, uh, kind of mix up and see what works best for you. Um, and then know like going into it, if you've been, if you've been sick, if you've been riding a lot, if you've been feeling bad, if you traveled, all those things come into play of how much you need to eat to be at your best. Right. So I'm going to tell you kind of what I've done for a while now. And I think we talked about this a little bit, but so like for me, it's kind of, I, I want to eat a, a, a decent something, right? Like I want to get up and by seven, seven fifteen, um, if I'm start, well, so like this race, I'm going to be started at nine forty four. So for me about, Two hours before that, so around 7.30, I'm going to want to eat a substantial breakfast, um, a, a decent breakfast, right? Like, And a lot of times that's going to do some granola um, and different kinds of fruits and stuff like that. I might even eat some eggs just because I like eggs, right? Like that's yeah. okay for me. Um, and then what I'll do in about an hour, whether I'm hungry or not, I'll scarf down half an Epic Bar. Um, and I, I know that if you guys have listened to any of the web shows we used to do, I would talk about Epic Bars a lot, and I, I use those guys a lot. I really like that. Or what I would do is like half an Epic Bar and half a Thunderbird Bar. Um, I just really like the consistency of those and the protein from one and the carbohydrates from the other. Um, I always felt really kind of prepared me as I was you know, getting into that last hour because, excuse me, that last hour for me is where I start to warm up. Like, you know, I'm start. That's where I start my. You know, I've got half my gear on. I'm stretching. I'm really starting to do some some warm up and stuff like that. So that when we're like 20 minutes ready to go, like I'm kind of riding to the line. You know, I'm already at that point, and so I shouldn't be hungry. I'm hydrated, all that kinds of stuff. And then once I get going, it's it, I kind of like to try to switch it up because because I never want to feel hungry, right? Like that's I like if I always figure if I feel hungry, I've already lost the, the battle at that point so like say we go do a you know a 20 minute test um but i'm like oh you know that food that i ate two hours ago now at this point i still kind of feel it well then i'll eat like half a thunderbird bar or a thunderbird bar but if i'm kind of like you know what i, I don't feel that heavy the food that i had in me i don't feel as much in me so i'll eat either half or a full epic bar at that point and then it's kind of like from that point forward i kind of swap back and forth like I feel like every time I stop, I know I want to consume a small amount of something, um, and obviously always water. Like hydration is 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 a key point of all this kinds of stuff. But I like to kind of like go back and forth between the Thunderbird bars and the Epic bars because the Epic bars obviously have a ton of protein and a lot of other good nutrients. But then the Thunderbird bars always seem to have a, a lot of good carbohydrates that come with them as well. Now the one thing I haven't figured out how to do yet is work in some of the small scratch stuff i feel like if i was using some of the the goos or not the goos the chews from scratch labs it would probably take the place of the thunderbird bars um or it's like 
if I eat half a Thunderbird bar, throw in two chews, right? So that I know now right. that I'm like getting really like a little bit more carbs to kind of go with that. And I feel like maybe that's one of the things that I've been missing is a larger amount of carbs. Um, I feel like maybe that's something that has kept me from feeling better at the end. Now, granted, and everyone knows this, you know, I'm a weekend warrior kind of guy. I go ride. I don't train to race, right? You know, but the thing is, I'm still an A rider and I have expectations and I want to get out there and I want to, I still want to feel good test five and test six. And so that's kind of been a big part of this. So that's one of the things that I'm going to try. So of, of what I've kind of told you with the Thunderbird and Epic stuff, and I don't know if you totally know the, the product, but how, how is, is that good, bad? It's, it's, it's kind of worked for me, but you know, I mean, there's always tweaking to do kind of a situation. Yeah. And so you can look at, um, uh, I don't know the, um, the Thunderbar well, uh, uh, do you know Epic? Epic stuff fairly, fairly well, but you have to look at like, if you want to say after test one, you throw in a few, you know, you know, uh, choose there, right. Or as you're going to the line, that last 20 mi- minutes, if you want to help settle those like pre race, like nerves, that's kind of one of the things just to get on you just so you can even just at the actual act of trying to eat can help busy you so you're not trying to you're not um sitting there stressed out about what you're about to do um so basically what you said is is totally totally fine it's kind of dependent upon um making sure there's not too much fat fiber in that to slow down by like digestion um so you got to kind of look at that of like, are you feeling like, is it, is it still there? Like, are you, is it like what you've been trying to eat and not like, do you feel like it's not going down in that case? You can back it off and try to eat a little bit more, um, a sh- little more sugary stuff to try to help, uh, help, help you a bit more and help go into you a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so that, that way, like, like what, like what you eat before test two, you know, really isn't going to, might not, you might not feel it really until you're halfway up the hill to test three. Right. right. Um, and then test three, you feel, you feel good. So like kind of one of those things that like, depending on how long each, each one is to mean how long each transition is, um, depending on if the trail is hard, easy, um, that's kind of where you're going to have to say that first one was really, really hard. I am completely blown out. Right. So then you start to eat a little bit more high GI, high sugar stuff. Um, and then as the day goes on, you can kind of balance that out. Um, so you don't have that full jittery crash. Um, and then people, um, some people burn through muscle glycogen faster than others, right? Sprint versus in like endurance athletes, ones that are really good at using up, using up blood sugar, ones that kind of will favor fat oxidation over that. Um, so it kind of depends on um, when you look at like, uh, like I need sh- sugar all the all all the freaking time right right um i don't have very much body fat 
and I've very much more trained in a way the last, especially 10, 10 years to kind of favor carb, like carbohydrate can, can like consumption first, which is more goes towards when you do a lot more sprint type training. Um, and so as a result, like for me, when I go do stuff, like if, if I eat real food, like it helps, but I still need a lot of sugar, um, to help replenish myself. And for me, like, even if I've eaten food, but I still feel, uh, feel empty, jittery, I get nervous and I don't like that feeling. I don't feel like I ride as well. So even some, some, sometimes that like, it probably doesn't, isn't the best for performance per se. Um, so like, uh, a little bit heavier food, like, like for me, like before I go out and do stuff, eggs works with me totally, totally fine. Um, I should probably eat, I, I eat a little bit more with that. Um, but eggs helps to settle my stomach. Um, and that matters, that matters to me more cause I'm not shaky. I'm not jittery. I can last a little bit longer before I need to start eating, eating food. Um, so then like you can, so you can pair that with say oats, a meal, um, fruit, all that stuff kind of help balance all that, all, all that out. So what you've been doing is totally, totally fine. It's up to you now to say, Hey, I'm going to have shoes here and then see how I feel. Right. right. Um, and if you're starting to feel hungry, if you're starting to feel jittery, crashy, you're like, eh, I should probably eat, eat some more right now. Drink. Um, cause the, the liquid stuff is going to die like just a lot faster. Right. So if you kind of need it right, right then, eating that, eating a lot more of the high sugar stuff is going to do you better. And then you can kind of cap it off. So say you get done with uh, test one and you've got a 20 minute ride to test two, right? Um, you can kind of get some um, more sugar stuff in you right, right then. And then five, 10 minutes up the road, eat some more solid or like more solid food to then kind of help, um, level back out and level insulin back out. Um, okay. So you could almost kind of like hit the carbs right away and then get some other kind of protein in or something with less GI, uh, in a little bit after that first initial load. Totally. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, and like through all this that we, like when we're trying to talk, every situation is going to be different and every person is. So, that's kind of why, like, I'm giving you, you, you all, like, 10 different things because it's not, it's, you, you can't say, hey, do this, 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 and this, and you'll feel great. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a thing of you have to figure out what works for you. And the only way to do that is to try different things. Right. And so say, like, you say, every time I go out and ride, I suck at this at, at test three to five. Like, well, cool. If, if you don't want to suck at test three and five, stop doing what you're doing and try something else. Um, so don't be afraid to try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like, that's kind of one of those things of why we all have to, to try it before race day. Cause when you get into race day stuff, you're going to go right, right back to what you know. Yep. Um, eat, eat, even if what you know is bad. So. Yep. Well, I think a big thing to take away is that for those of you guys listening to this, you know, a week 
or two weeks ahead of zinc, definitely, you know, take the sixth and the seventh. Um, try to try to think through, ask some questions, you know, hit us up on Facebook um, and, and ask, you know, either to get in touch with Jeff or myself and, and we can either pass along some of the ideas, again, links to some of the things that we do eat, some of the things we've been talking about in this so that you guys can try that stuff in the 6th and the 7th, which will be a good weekend, you know, test before the race. Um, and if you notice a difference, great, figure out how to try to work it in. And if you don't, then to his point, you know, it's like, it's just too early. It's not worth it. So kind of stick to what you've known and then get, keep, keep working it in when you can to, to try to, uh, see how it, how it can affect you better so that you can have a better, longer day and, uh, suck less, I guess. <laughs> suck less. And what, what we can do, uh, if you want to, is we can do, um, Sometime next week, we can do a kind of Facebook answer, like question and answer se- session where both you and I can be, be on and answering questions right then. Um, so that way, if you guys have any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts, um, we can all get those sorted out right away. And then, and then everyone else who might not want to ask or might not have thought to ask certain ones um, can all benefit. Right on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, I mean, definitely if, if any of this has piqued any interest or any questions, um, send them to us. Uh, best way right now is just Facebook Messenger, so facebook.com slash seat time. If you're not, definitely go check that out. Give us a like or just drop us a message um, and, with those questions, and we can put together a time where Jeff and I, um, mainly Jeff, can answer your questions <laughs> and, uh, and and help us out before we get to the 6th and 7th so that way you guys can, uh, you know, try to put some of this to – you know into practice before that so but besides that jeff uh obviously thank you for your time but what are some great ways for people to get in touch with you if they wanted to you know directly get in touch with you um obviously they can come to us but you know if they wanted to try to go directly to you what's a good way to get in touch so we are on instagram at friar performance so f-r-y-e-r not friar tuck <laughs> uh, fryer like you fry a chicken uh fryer performance on facebook um and jeffrey so g-e-o-f-f-r-e-y geoffrey fryer geoffrey british something like that um jeffrey at fryerperformance.com awesome yeah so uh, as, as you can tell like what sucks is there's no clear answer. You know, for, for all of us, there's something different that we're going to have to do. And so I feel like, and, and that was such a hard thing for me to learn for about supplements and things like that, like adding all of this stuff into your diet. And everything has a, you know, take this many scoops, uh, you know, eat this at this time and, and stuff like that. And what Jeff has really taught me is how... Yeah, that scoop might be right for you, but it also could really not be right for you. And there's a lot of testing that should be done within that. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you really do want to to gain some knowledge and treat yourself to a better race in the long run, then definitely make sure that you that you start to reach out and ask the right questions to the right people and learn um, and not just kind of look at the serving size and put the scoop in your thing and then go ride because that's probably just you know wasted money at that point well like too like if you're 120 pounds versus 320 right you're not gonna can like consume the same things and this is where i think i've helped you out more is when you say hey what 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 about this i ask you why 
And you're like, well, I heard it. So I heard it. I heard it here. It's like, well, but you have to look at why you ask those those questions. It's like, why do you like? Why should you do one scoop? Is one scoop going to be 24 grams? Is one scoop going to be 50 grams? Right. Um, so learning how to look at those those like those labels, learning how to look at you and what you need. Right. Are you 180 pounds at 20% body fat or are you 180 pounds at 3%? Right. That's going to make a big difference in what you need to eat. So I think that's where I've, I've helped you out a lot is to show you like, well, why do you want to do this? Like um, in terms of how is it going to help you in the long, long run and you just to be like, oh, maybe I should like think about this before I just blindly, blindly follow what someone says. Yep. Which is all good stuff. Well, awesome, dude. Well, we really appreciate your time. And as always, we're kind of like, yeah, we'll do it in 30 minutes. And that's never the way it goes because there's always more great information to get out to you guys. Always. So I hope you guys appreciate that. Well, dude, um, yeah. Go ahead. What's up? If there's, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, if there's any questions, if there's any kind of training advice, training tips, training whatever, um, let us know. And we can do some more shows on that, too. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, cause uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, I'm gonna get Jeff to send me all the goods. But this guy's been around the world doing all kinds of crazy ass shit. And uh, he, oh, what's really fun is go to Google and type in his name, so Je- Jeffrey Fryer, and then go to images and look at spell the size. S- s- spell it for him. Yeah, G E O F F E R Y F R Y R E Y F R Y E R. Like this guy's thighs or quads are like ridiculous like and that's not like that's like not manliness ridiculous like holy flying shit they're huge i think it's more the full tan line needs to be viewed because that full like that's it's like white to red so that's always always really really good so yeah that's what happens when you're a badass cyclist something Well, heck yeah, man. Will you get back to being a badass there at the Velodrome at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, California? We're going to wrap this up, and we're going to continue enjoying a pint full of awesome. Thank you guys very, very much, and I hope to look forward to y'all to hearing from y'all soon, okay? Indeed. I know that might have been a lot, but please re-listen where needed and send your questions in to us on Facebook. I'm going to get you your answers before the Enduro if you can send them in ASAP. So just thanks for tuning in. If you're looking for more seat time content, please head to our YouTube channel. We've got tons of reviews, Riding with Woody episodes, five years of off-road web shows, and random shenanigans. Remember, if you'd like to support us, consider becoming a patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash seat time. Buying a t-shirt from us at fpmg.threadless.com or using the affiliate links on seattime.co slash support. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome and we'll see you on the internet.